Our message today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13. Hear these words. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heaven will be shaken. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for do you not know when the master of the house will come? In the evening, or at midnight, or at cockrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of God for the people of God. I love the words from the Gospel of Mark that keep awake, watch, be on the lookout. I don't know, when I first moved down to Lake Jackson, I don't know about y'all, those of you who weren't born and raised here, but um, I grew very aware of uh, this rumbling on the ground and this like train that would go through at all sorts of times during the day. And I'm sure if Adam Burkhart was here, you know, he's a member of this church and he works the, the rail yard, he could tell you how many times it goes through, uh, you know, our area, how many cars and how, what length of train that thing is, what it's carrying. Um, but as I've, uh, you know, been in Lake Jackson now for going on four years, I, um, I don't really hear the train anymore. <laughs> I don't know, anyone is similar? similar, like you just, you're like, oh, yeah, that is the train, isn't it? Um, like it could have gone by this morning. I'm pretty sure it does go by. And I'm normally in my office here on Sunday morning working, doing some last minute prep, and I just, I don't think I heard it this morning. Um, I don't know. Advent, if we're not careful, is a lot like that. It's something that you get used to over time, and you're sort of like, is that, was that Advent? Do y'all, do y'all hear that? It's something that we become accustomed to, especially in church world. And how many times are other things in our lives like that? Whether it's uh, Thanksgiving or, or Christmas or a New Year's party with friends or whatever it might be. It just is something that we get used to. And it happens every year, same time, same place. And before we know it, we're moving on, but we experienced it and it sort of happened. But we really didn't stop. We really didn't pause and take uh, measure and uh, see what that time was all about. 2020 has offered us one gift, I think. I think it's offered us a lot of curses in a lot of ways, <laughs> and I think it's offered us one gift in particular, and that has been a change of pace. 
If there's one thing that 2020 has offered us that is a gift, is a change of pace, an opportunity to slow down, to look, and to measure and ask the question, what is important? What do you hold as valuable? What are you willing to engage in? And how are you ordering your social calendar? How are you ordering your life around these things? Because uh, if we're honest, uh, this season um, is full of busyness, is it not? Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the days before Christmas are ticking away. How many of you have finished your Christmas shopping? Okay, only like two of you. So you're feeling the pressure with me. You're like, did I miss the good sales? Do I have to go onto Amazon and, and, and do I have time to get it here? And uh, there's all this sort of uh, busyness leading up to it. How many of you have decorated your house already for Christmas? All right, more than have finished the Christmas shopping, but some of you still have not decorated. I am the boat of I've not decorated. We got back from visiting family and I'm like, I gotta get a tree. And I just don't have to, I don't have any time and I have children. How am I gonna do this? I gotta get it done. And so all of a sudden, Advent begins to become about activity and busyness. And seldom does that activity and busyness lead us to the Christ child. What it does lead us to is Christmas Day. And uh, that's good, and we should celebrate that. But it, it rarely points us to the inbreaking of God's kingdom and the Christ child. And so perhaps this Advent we can slow down, hear the noise for what it is, and see that it's pointing us not to further busyness, but it's pointing us to a small babe in a manger. And that is entirely countercultural and different to maybe what we have experienced in years past. Our passage today came from the Gospel of Mark, and it is a, a strange bird in the middle of the Gospels. It is often sometimes called the Little Apocalypse, which is not super clear to me, because uh, I think any apocalypse is probably a, a bad thing. Uh, but apocalypse means like unveiling, you know, like, like pulling back, like hidden. And so it doesn't necessarily mean like uh, scorched earth, you know, like bombs going off and all the bad stuff happening. It's uh, something that we uh, don't see at first. And there's all sorts of powerful imagery in this passage. There's uh, the, the powers of the, the, the heavenly bodies like falling stars and moons there's conversation about fig trees. How many fig tree farmers do we have in the congregation today? Uh, I don't think any. I've never seen a fig tree here in Texas. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever seen a fig. No, I have. I have seen a fig tree at Home Depot. I didn't buy it because I don't know how to care for them. Uh, so if you know how to you know, care for fig trees, let's have a conversation. But they are a strange tree. I see a lot of um, grapefruit trees, a lot of apple trees. I see a lot of different plants, but rarely this fig tree. But it, it takes center stage in our uh, passage today. There are things about the heavens and the stars, but there's no mention of this baby Jesus. And it is this passage that has catapulted the church into Advent for centuries and centuries of, of time. As we read this passage, it's supposed to get our hearts and minds ready to experience Advent together. So, what in the world is this passage all about? What is this passage 
all about. I want to um, brainstorm with you today. I want to encourage us to see that this passage really is about two things. Right? If I give you four things, you're going to forget them. If I give you one, you're going to say, that's it. So let's remember together today that it's about two things, I think. First, it's about noticing this loud noise. It's about noticing that the train is coming. It's about noticing that something is different, something is breaking in, something is here. We may have gotten used to it, but something is here, and it is loud, and it is powerful. That's the first thing. It's about noticing that the train is coming. The second thing that it's about is about taking action. And I want to get into that a little bit later on what exactly that means and what sort of action this passage is calling us to take. So let's take this first part, noticing the train. As we talked a little bit already about Advent, if we're not careful, is predictable. How many of you have seen the Advent decorations in this building before? Most of you, right? You're like, okay, the Advent decorations are up. It must be Advent, right? We had an Advent wreath lighting. We read and we lit the candle. We do that every Advent. We have the tree up. We do that every Advent. Advent is predictable. I want to argue, and I hope that you can uh, engage with me and say, we can make it not predictable. This year in particular, 2020, gives us the opportunity to say, maybe Advent is extremely special this year because we all feel like something is broken. We all feel that something needs healed and restored, and we all feel that God's kingdom needs to come here and now and change things on this side. And Advent is that very thing. It's God's kingdom breaking in and saying, I am here to reign and rule on this earth and to bring my kingdom here among you. That's the, the beauty of the incarnation, is God putting on skin and coming down and saying, let me show you a more excellent way to live. It's, God is not far off, distant, way over there, but Advent is about God breaking in and changing the game. So Advent doesn't have to be predictable. Advent, uh, if you're like me and you've grown up in the church, little confession, it can be a little boring at times because it's the same readings over and over again, and we're going to, you know, talk about the virgin birth and Mary and Joseph and the angels. Again, just a heads up, spoiler alert, uh, that's what Christmas is about. And if you're like me, uh, it can be a little boring. So we want to offer something. We've done this before, but these are new offerings. We, as a church, want to offer you an opportunity to engage in Advent in a way that we hope is meaningful and unique and enjoyable for your household. We've talked about these little Advent um, to-go kits that we have, and we've got a box out in the narthex. We'll have uh, boxes out there every week. I want to uh, offer for you to take one home as a household. Sometimes, uh, some weeks, we'll have um, age-dependent ones. So if you are, uh, you've got little ones at home or you've got grandbabies that come and visit you for the holidays... If you want to grab those bags, uh, you feel free to. They'll be marked. But today, in particular, we have an Advent wreath kit. It's a, it's a self-guided Advent wreath. So you can pick up uh, a kit out in the narthex as a way to freshly engage Advent. It's not something you just do here in this building. This is not something we just talk about. But it's something you can take home and do together as a family. 
And hopefully, uh, for me at least, I find this a little more engaging than just the preacher talking about the Advent stuff over and over again. So there's an opportunity to spice it up a little bit and to make it not boring. So let's take that second part. We've already noticed the inbreaking of God's kingdom and how that's what this passage is about. I think the second part is about this taking action. And it's about this opportunity to, what I'm going to say, actively wait for God. It's this now and not yet. So there are two types of action. Of course, we all know this. There is the action where you can choose to do nothing, right? That is an action. You can also choose to do something. That is an action. And this passage is calling us to wait, which sounds like inaction. But those of you who garden, how many gardeners? Two, three, there are more. All right. If you have a yard, you're a gardener. Uh, And there's a lot of waiting in gardening, but it's not all waiting. It's this strange dichotomy of waiting and taking action. You have to prune the trees and then you wait and you don't do anything, but it doesn't mean nothing's happening. You have to fertilize the yard and then you wait, but it doesn't mean nothing is happening. Advent is a lot like that sort of waiting. I think that's why Jesus so often used these agricultural metaphors that are sort of lost on us today, because I don't think we have very many arborers or orchard keepers here in our midst. It is this strange parallel and paradox and dichotomy of engaging and waiting and engaging and waiting and engaging and waiting. And Advent is a time to engage, the time to engage your community and your family and wait still for the fruition of God's kingdom here and now. And now you might be saying, Josh, that makes no sense. And I'm going to say, I agree with you, and it's because we are humans. We want to do something and see a result. We want to do something and something happen. And so this idea of like half doing something, engaging, and then waiting is entirely counter to how most of us are wired. And that's why I think Jesus teaches in parables and metaphors and uses the metaphor here of a fig tree and how that represents the kingdom of God and God breaking in. We wait for the season, and the season is Advent. And so I hope for you that this season of Advent is fresh and new. I think that in 2020, we desperately need an Advent. We need a God breaking in to the mess of our world and showing us how to live with love, hope, grace, charity, and humility. And so may we be people that hear the inbreaking of God's kingdom and notice it, like the train that passes by every day. May we become aware of it. And may we wait patiently for the coming of the Christ child as we tend ourselves and our community. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.